0: everybody it's me back at it again for more stories from chris let me tell you what a crazy week it's been i still don't have work i haven't been working since march 15 of 2020 and it's been because of this whole crazy pandemic and i work in construction i work in indoor construction and i should be working by now but people don't want to pay people don't want to pay they want their stuff done for free so giving out quotes and giving out my prices isn't uh, helping me out right now so i'm stuck here at home still with the wife and uh, the kids and they're slowly getting me uh, crazy <laughs> i hope you guys are staying safe and sound out there and hopefully you guys are working as well because i'm not but i'm here to keep you guys entertained with more stories from me more experiences life experiences and points of view towards a lot of stuff. So I've been uh, working in construction for almost six years now, and it's been a roller coaster for me. The experience I've had, it's it's been an up and down. And uh, I first started working in uh, painting, doing painting in uh, houses, and then I moved into doing drywall finishing. Some call it taping, mudding, plaster one of those four and I stuck to it and it it's been it's been a good one and it's been a bad one it's all obviously something that I've been thinking a lot this whole time that I've been home and it's like am I am I suitable to continue doing this for the rest of my life or should I start thinking of pursuing something else or or a different type of trade uh upgrading my skills to something else because I don't know how long my body can handle it. Will I make it to 40? Will I make it to 50? It's it's a trade that gets you really dirty. It, it's it's a very unhealthy trade where when you're sanding, which is the worst thing you can be doing is sanding, and especially in the summertime where it's so hot, you're sanding, it falls down on you, it, it stays on your skin, it dries up back to being mud, and it's so bad like it goes into your pores of your skin and it slowly starts cracking your skin and it's uh, just keep thinking about it and it's is I think it's time to call it quits and just hang the gloves hang those knives hang the trowel hang the hog and just say I think this is enough enough's enough but you always have your bills and debts and kids and family to maintain so it's like it's not that quick to just stop it's never that quick but it's just something that's been heavy in my mind and I like it. I don't like it and I do like it. So it's it's a hate it or love it type of job because the money is obviously good. Once you see the money, you're like, wow, I love it. But when you don't see money, you got to fight for the money to get paid for every penny because you have a family to support and not just yourself. It, it becomes a headache. Then I see these guys online or on Instagram that I follow and they're, to me, they look like they're successful. They got jobs every day, every month. They seem to not worry, but I guess that's just how social media is, right? You pretend to be who you're not on social media and then outside you're actually suffering and struggling. But because the people that I've met in this industry, in the trade industry, they're all in debt. They all owe the government. They all owe money. They have nothing. They work so many years put into their lives, and it's like nothing. They have nothing to show for. They might have stuff to show for that one day or for the two days, but for the future, they really don't have nothing unless they continue working and working. And that's not the point, right? point of life is work, have money, successful, and live life happy and debt-free, right? But it's something that really never happens because we all screw up somehow with our, our finances. And I guess that's what their situation is, that once they had the big bucks, they blew it all in one week or two weeks instead of saving it. And that's where they, they are the way they are. And then the people I see on social media, they're living the good life. Maybe my way of thinking has been like this because I haven't really done much into my job and I've been home and just thinking a lot of stuff, which sometimes thinking too much doesn't really help because getting into your mind is sometimes a really dangerous spot to be, but it's something that happens on a a daily basis to a lot of people. And it's actually happening to me where I'm double thinking a lot of things and I'm overanalyzing a lot of stuff that I want to do and I don't want to do anymore. And going back to work for, for myself or, or for anybody in this trade, I really don't want to do anymore. And uh, I hope it does change my mind because I am supposed to be starting something next week. And maybe when I am back at it again, it's going to give me that jive that, that I need to continue and try to be successful. With the money that I make. So who here had the opportunity to have grandparents? Who was able to have that special bond that you get as a kid with your grandparents? Because I sure did not have that. I did not have that on both sides. Even though I knew my, par- my grandparents on my mom's side. And I only knew my grandmother on my dad's side. Because his dad had passed away way before i was even born i think it was more back when he was uh um i think a teenager or yeah somewhere there because uh from what i heard and was told was that because he dealt with alcoholism he was a heavy drinker and eventually his his liver failed on him and he passed away i don't know exact the exact Uh, date and to be honest I really don't even know his actual name and it's something that I would actually like to know just haven't bothered to ask and uh, my my dad's mom my grandmother I only saw her a couple times because she didn't live up here in Canada she would only travel I think I don't know I can't remember I probably like Three four times, I think I saw her up here. I'm not sure. I'm just guessing right now. Um. Yeah, and there really wasn't that much of a bond. Like I, like I don't know. I just would say hi, and try to be as educated as possible because she was a very religious woman. So I, I'm. I was like the bad kid. So I. I try to be as in good behavior as I could, and. Yeah, it was that was pretty much it. Like, I would only get to see her if I went over to my uncle's house at my uncle's L house, and that's the only spot that she would always go to because uh, he had a bigger spot. Now, my mom's side, I got to see my grandparents more often because we would go down there in the winter times, and they would come up sometimes here in the winter times, so I got to see them down there and I got to see them up here. But it still wasn't that, you know, grandparent love that you're supposed to get, like, you, your, your kids get now, if you have kids. You get to see your kids bond more with your parents. So I didn't get that. And my, the, the one that was actually much nicer was my grandmother. Because she, she loved kids, from what I can remember. She loved kids. She'd always give them candies. She always tried to help them out. She did whatever she could. Then again, she also had, I think, seven kids. Am I right? Seven kids. So I got two aunts and two uncles. Oh, no, sorry, five. (laughs) My bad. Yeah, it was uh, five kids. She had five kids of her own. My mom, my two aunts, and my two uncles. And I guess she loved kids. But then there was my grandfather. And uh, that guy was something else. I don't know. There was just something that I never did. Uh, I don't know if it was him who didn't like me. Or I don't know. But I know we never got along. Because I know he didn't like me. I don't know. I just know he didn't like me. There was just something that he didn't like about me. I, I will never know. And I, actually, I never asked my mom. That's another thing I haven't asked my mom. There's a lot of things I haven't asked my mom that I got to get to. But yeah, that guy, he just didn't like me. So he'd always uh, be angry towards me. And now that I'm older, I start thinking maybe it's because my mom left, again, left my sister back home. And came here and had me. And without, you know, any... I don't know, like without them in the presence I guess, or they feel that she abandoned her her main kid to have another kid in a whole different country on her own and then be left alone basically. So I guess he wasn't proud about that with her and he took it out on me. And I remember that hap- I remember that one time when he came he came on his own at that time. He didn't come with my grandmother. He came on his own. I think it was back in 1998. I was eight years old at that time. And uh, I think he was uh, yelling at me or or something. I don't know what it was. But I, I do remember the day. I just don't remember exactly everything. But I just know that my mom got pissed with him. She got so pissed with her own dad. And she confronted him and said that you're always arguing with him like if you have something against him what is wrong with you why don't you why don't you accept them? and as a kid you don't remember everything you don't really understand everything as well but you remember certain words that click your head that click in your mind and it's like when you get older you 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 rerun that moment in your head and the words slowly start coming out and you eventually know what those words are so i remember that day she yelled at him they got into an argument and he was pissed he was upset until the day he left he went back home and after that i still saw him again i think he came one more time or two more times and then i went one more time to to my mom's home where, he, where my grandparents lived. Where he never did get along with me. I never got along with him. We never had that bond. Like I said, I never did have a father figure. And you would think that having a grandparent or a grandfather, you would have that father figure. He would pass it on to you. But that was the, that wasn't the point there. That didn't happen. So, once again, I didn't have a father figure in my lifetime. This whole time, I have not had a father figure. And it's crazy. Like, the more I think about it, the more I talk about it, I think about it even more. And it's crazy. I don't I don't have a father figure. I never had a father figure. So I think about it now, and I see my kids bonding with my mom. And it's amazing. They get everything. They, they, they get whatever. They get spoiled. And it's crazy how your parents become grandparents, and they spoil your kids but when, when you were a kid they did fuck alls for you. They would just fucking slap you or yell at you or, or, you know, they wouldn't give the full love that they give to your kids now. So it's like, where were my grandparents for that moment? You know, where was that amazing moment I could have bonded with my grandparents? So it, it didn't happen. But like I said, the sad part of it all is that he, my grandfather, my grandmother, sorry, my grandmother passed away in uh, I got to I think 2000, 2006 or two thousand seven. I don't remember exactly. She passed away because uh, she had cancer. Um, I don't remember exactly what cancer type of cancer it was, but it was uh, it, there was no cure for it anymore, and she passed away. My grandfather was left alone, and. He, I don't know how he was. I, was. I wasn't sure how he was anymore. I just know that he was a very successful person back home where he owned uh, three pharmacies and he had a candy bodega where he would distribute candies to local store owners or uh, other store owners outside of the, of the town where they lived. So he had a pretty good life from what I know and what I saw. And now he's actually in a more of a fragile state now because he's been sick for, I think, two years, three years. Uh, It's been a while now. And I spoke to my mom uh, a couple of days ago. And she told me that he's finally just now in intensive care to the point where it's any moment now where he can uh, just be gone. He's at the point where there's no return. And when it comes to these situations, I'm the worst person to to comfort somebody. I I don't know how to say anything. Like I have no idea. I see death as if I don't know. I just don't know what to say when somebody passes away or when somebody's sick and they're they're dying. Like I don't know how to comfort somebody. And this time I don't know how to even how to comfort my mom in this aspect because it's her dad. And he's, he's an old guy already, too. He's, he's lived a full life. I think he's in his 90s. It's just sad to see someone just slowly go. You know what I mean? Like You just see them in a very fragile, vegetable state where it's like, it's sad and it's like what do you do like you just might as well put him in that put him out of that misery you know like it, they're suffering more just being there not being able to do anything so now my mom's in the, the point where it's just any moment any phone call can just that's it the last call and i i, I she's already lost a a parent her mom like almost 10 10 12 years ago and now she's losing her last parent. Like, I can't imagine being able to lose a parent, you know? Like, I think about how how is it going to feel when that person you always called and, and spoke to isn't around anymore? Like, what do you do in that aspect? And I know a lot of people go through it and have gone through it. It's just I don't know if I'm ready for that. I just start to think how it's going to feel not being able to feel anything, not being able to touch anything, see anything like you're just gone. That's when I get bothered about death. It's like it's gone. They're gone. That's it. When will you see them again? Who knows? So the last time I saw my grandfather was in 2004. So it's been a long time. So. So I know that my mom's going to be affected and my sister's going to be affected by this because she also had a strong bond with him since she lived over there for a a couple years growing up. I don't know how to feel about it. I'll probably be, I guess, a little bit sad. Probably more sad because I'll see my mom sad. And every time you see a parent sad, it doesn't, doesn't go well. But what can I say, guys? Everybody feels and deals with things differently. So I can't really tell how my mom's going to be. But I'll be here for sure to comfort her as much as I can in the way that I know how. So if you guys ever dealt with some stuff like this, uh, hit me up. Let me know on Twitter. Stories from Chris, no spaces. And... That's the way we can communicate as well, even on Instagram. Stories from Chris. And uh, I want to hear from you guys. I want to see what you guys think. If uh, you guys have gone through the same situations or uh, point of views towards what I've spoken so far, you know, I'm going to be here for you guys every week at 9 p.m. Eastern. You're going to catch these stories on Spotify, Google Podcasts anchor all the top platforms that you can think of a podcast it's all going to be out there so guys don't hesitate to message me and uh hear all the stories and the adventures we're all going to go through in the next months or years or who knows how long every episodes uh i'll be uploading they're all going to have different type of songs or musics or instrumental rhythms because i'm a guy who loves music which i've already mentioned and i like i like music so every episode with a different song or instrumental music it's just the way i am i like music i enjoy it and if i can hear different ones that will be amazing but if you guys like a specific one let me know all right once again guys i appreciate the love that you guys give me and i thank you so much again for taking time out of your time to listen to me and i thank you for coming to stories from chris